Hello, good morning, good afternoon, and all good evening, wherever you are. Welcome again to another Talk Architecture podcast episode, the continuing part two of the conversation Kevin Matlow is having with uh, the former students, um, Kwan Singh, Amelia, uh, Julian, Raymond, and Gan Shan Hong. So, we are going to do it a bit, a little bit more points of view uh, for this ep uh, episode rather than a specific set of questions. So anything goes and whatever that we, we were raising earlier in the earlier episode, we can raise again in this episode or explain further in detail because those interesting details or stories is what actually connects uh, with the audience out there. Thank you very much. So we have, um, we were in a discussion just now. Kevin, you were, there was a discussion just now that that uh, we need to continue or do you wish to start off, uh, Kevin? Well, it, it's began with a conversation that actually um, uh, uh, between Gan and Amelia, I think, women about, about how if you take on, I think Gan raised it, if you take on, as an architect, you take on a certain kind of clientele, you take on a certain kind of work, you start building a reputation doing that kind of work. So you still keep on getting the same kind of clients. And then I went on to say, well, that's what that's what it is with uh, architects. Whether you're famous or not, it's the same thing. Look at the case of, um, and then I brought a case of uh, Carrie Hill. Who, who started, built his reputation on designing some of the most amazing, luxurious hotels for the richest clients in the world. And how only in his uh, later years did he begin to take on civic and uh, public institutions and, and schools and other things. And then that prompted uh, Kwan Singh to, please, Kwan Singh, carry on. <laughs> now, I was just uh, mentioning about, uh, we had this datum talk about architecture in Malaysia that um, one of the famous architects a well-known architect was being uh, brought onto stage and presented his work, which is beautiful. And but most of his work was towards really high-end, like rich clientele. And there was a question from the floor if they had they had some projects that are probably more community-based that uh, help any anyone. And there just wasn't a reply. So you can see that it does really build into how how your portfolio is being built and the clientele that you get. Okay. And what do you feel about, um, say, Woha, that they do a lot of buildings for the richest clients in the world, and they also do MRT stations, they also do, well, churches for rich clients. And, and, and what, what about, what about a, a, a firm like that, which deals with um, uh, a slightly greater sort of a clientele base? What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I, I think that Woha, I, I'm privileged enough to visit one of one of few of their buildings when I was in Singapore. And I think um, what they did is quite well integrated that it does provide more comfort towards the, the end users. Uh, the, the, there's this market place that they did in Singapore. I forgot the name. Yeah, I, for, I forgot the name. But there's this market, uh, this, this uh, hawker store slash clinic that they did when, when I was doing my research. So yeah, I actually quite, Inspired by that, that they actually elevated the the hawker store to a uh, open area where they get ventilation, which is really bad in the other other hawker stores in Singapore. So I like what they do to for there is a thinking for the end users instead of just 
there is a middle ground. I felt like it's a nice it's a nice over of work to be able to do a, a wider variety. How how do you suppose how do you suppose architects can begin to direct their practices if they want to do more critical work along those lines? You know, anyone uh, just to talk about anything. You know, it, it doesn't have to be necessarily about this, but whatever prompts you. You know. I think you need to start from give and take. You need to learn to reject something, or probably uh, uh-huh. that thing you don't you didn't really suit for that. I mean, it's not suitable for you. Then you need to learn to let it go, like, Even though learn to learn the hungry. ability to say no. <laughs> that is the important thing. I mean, through through the learning to say no, slowly you will find what thing you say yes. Mm. That that is a that is a thing, like I think. Really good point. Kevin, Kevin, may I ask something? Um, the the what we who we have here are our former graduates at entry level, and they're going into mid level. Unless they go to senior level, they can actually dictate about how they they you know whether to reject or not projects. So, um, so I think many of the the, the you know here uh, they just have to receive whatever project that they their boss asked them to do and they couldn't even talk to the decision makers right uh directly and what is your question so so what 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 Mm -hmm. gan is saying is about uh, if you want to reject um a client uh i mean you have to be having a certain reputation isn't it well it's kind of like this I, i i suspect firstly that Raymond is in a slightly different position from the others. He's in a more senior position, I, I suspect, and maybe possibly also Gan and Amelia, even though they are fresh out of uh, more fresh out of school than 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 you know um, than more experienced hands. They they are given a lot of responsibility by their their uh, the the people that run the company. They may not be given the responsibility to reject the client. But they're definitely given a lot more responsibility in terms of how the projects run. So that I think has got to be acknowledged. Yeah. And whereas uh, um, not everyone is is um, privy to that uh, privilege or position, you see. But that said and done, I like what Gan said earlier about hey, design architecture isn't about building your concept many times, it's about managing expectations. It's about building, getting something ultimately that has physical form and it gets built in a way that it changes relationships of the human condition. And it doesn't have to be a huge thing. It could be small. So at any point in your uh, lives as a, as a young architect, you can get a hell of a lot out of it without needing to focus on whether you built your beautiful concept of a seashell or a bloody bird for an airport. But that you learn from the smallest things that involve the relationships design is defined by. Yeah, and sometimes you don't even have to go through the process of convincing the client, you know, to be able to do that, what Kevin just said. Yes. Just, yeah, sometimes you can just go in the head and do it and no one... It's already in the budget. It, you know, it yeah. The relationship is already in the budget. The client doesn't even need to know about it, but you're... Yeah, <laughs> I do that a lot. <laughs> yes, it's well, a very Kevin, you, you you're mentioning something very important about relationship. Is establishing relationship when you're working with a client. How how is that going on? I mean, um, well, yeah. In in my case, I I'm in a different, totally different position. You know, I'm I'm much older and I've had got, uh, more than thirty years of experience. So the way I I I 
I look at clients is very different from the way any of these of our five students look at clients. I already have the ability to say no. So it's a very different thing. And I manage expectations. I never meet clients in their office or in mine. Offices are rubbish. You meet them in where you meet friends. You meet them in a restaurant, in a cafe. And, and because that's where you meet people whom you are cordial with. And there are no, there's no client uh, um, um, consultant relationship then. You're meeting as equals. And that's the way I believe it should be done, provided you have the experience to look after responsibility rather than your own reputation. If it's only to reputation and being able to pat each other on the back, that's rubbish once again. You make friends not to uh, uh, raise your brand. You make friends in order to understand each other for what you are as human beings. Yeah. Oh my I keep God. Yeah. On the back of my mind, I keep on thinking about Ju Yin not being given uh, because uh, she uh, she has the potential to do uh, uh, to be de dealing directly with clients, but she wasn't given more of that chance. Is that fair? No, she's true? given the opportunity. I think all of all of um, uh, the, the five of our five students here have been given opportunities to deal with clients. They have not been given opportunities or they're not experienced enough yet to be able to say no and argue their points rationally to be able to convince the clients after they've taken on uh, uh, the role of meeting them why some things should be the way they are. You know, They, 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 they can explain, but when the clients still say, no, I don't want to do that, it's too expensive. Maybe it's it's a it's a um, it, it could be a combination of a lack of experience in being able to say or think to about back at, at your own desk about how you can make it affordable, still achieve what you want to do, and satisfy the client's budget. So it's it's a it's a very complex uh, um, network of relationships you got to be thinking about when you when you are able when you want to be able to tell a client no. You don't want to be able to tell to say, tell the client um, no. That should not be done without being to be able to explain to a point where the client can understand, empathize, and say yes, I agree to your no. You, you understand what I'm saying? It's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> looking back, looking Kevin, looking back at um, the, your earlier conversations with me, there was an important point. Uh, you can be the best project manager. You can be the best site supervisor or detail. Development, uh, I'm sorry, detailed deve uh, development design. Uh, why I'm saying is because uh, also in conjunction with what Amelia was saying regarding you get satisfaction from doing the, the best toilet design, even though it's a, a commercial project, because Correct. I feel personally that you are in a system and if I'm able to do the best bus stop, you know, in a transportation system, then I've done something well. So is it something that we need to always have this bigger picture um, about what we're doing is actually making mean meaningful um, uh, work uh, in with regard to the bigger uh, or the bigger scheme of things. Is that an important point to to move forward with? Well, yeah, I think you, you've said it all, you know. And and Amelia uh, um, um, honed it down to a very specific example: that of um, your being able to make a difference at any point of the design process. As long as it's not about just how something looks, it's about a relationship between uh, um, um, what is made and how it's being maintained, or what is made and how it stops the weather from coming in, or mosquitoes or rats or squirrels. It's about how you you forge relationships in the design process, yeah, and and that that sensibility of thinking about design 
will take you through the worst storms, the worst points of depression about not being able to get your way. If that if that makes sense, yeah. Yes, at this junction, we have about uh, 20 to 25 more minutes. Um, I'm sorry, I'm becoming so straightforward. <laughs> and um, You're being uh, very Nazi-like, yeah, about timing. And uh, that, you know, when we divide that by five, you can have five minutes of each person talking, um, actually. Kevin, would you like to get their points of view in anything at all after this? Yes, I want to hear... Whether well, anyone has uh, points to make or questions to yeah. uh, oppose or whatever, you know. Well, Please. I got, I got, I got, I got another things that I feel that I need to share, is okay. that all of, all of these we feel suffer or not. I mean, struggle or what depression is about the mindset we are, and a lot of time we are keep keep on uh, output without any kind of input, so slowly and slowly it niche out our mindset i mean our nice mindset has become slowly narrow and what makes a difference is when you start to pick up reading any kind of books any kind of i mean material you can read so a lot of time i read about i mean i read about business kind of book i did like about architecture books lifestyles design and even some kind of um, people's books. So slowly and slowly, it's about the mindset that, that make the changes. When we start to broaden out our mindset, we can see more perspective, I can say, to to to, uh, to an object or event. So it, it, it is a good exercise that architecture, I mean, everyone shouldn't give up reading even yeah, after yeah. graduating. Did you see the list of books that I shared that one is Kevin give us last time. We Did are you, asking. Is there any book there that you read? I mean, almost the all I can find, I read. I read it all. Okay. Some are very old books that can't find anymore. No, it's, no, I think you can still find it if you Google it on on Amazon or you know you'll find it. I uh, need to find those kind of secondhand book eBay or even go right. to library lah. Correct, because um the older books you see the uh, uh, um internet. Websites like uh, uh, not Amazon so much, but more eBay. Amazon for books is pretty good. It's it's your it's the world's garage sale. You see, correct, correct. You may not be able because those books may not be maybe out of print, but someone will have it in their garage or in their storeroom that they want to sell. So don't ever miss out on on you know on that sort of treasure uh, hunt for yeah, that book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I I look at the list and and there are many many books I have yet to read. There, I'm reading one of them. And it's, I, I don't like orchids, but I got orchids for my, I'm sure somebody who gave me orchids, that I learned to appreciate that. And then I, I found that book in, in my house, The Orchid Fever. And, yeah, it's, and, and it's fascinating, you know, um, how people become crazy in, in the Victorian era, was it? Um, uh, we got to wanting to get the, the orchid in Srawa and... I mean, I could go on and on. I mean, I then I understood that this was happening besides what I teach, you know? So it opened my mind. So no, I think you raised up a really good point, Gan, you know, about, about, about variety and, and, and diversity because the greatest advancements in any one field usually come from outside of it. And reading gives you access to all these other diverse fields that then feed back into architecture, you know? Whether you know whether it does or not, it will. You can't avoid it, you know? Yeah, correct, correct. Oh, wonderful. Thanks for that. 
and say. You guys can specifically ask a question to Kevin and discuss here. Something that you're curious and you really want to ask. I think they've heard it all already. You know? Maybe if I could add, um, I just want to curious to know like your you guys' opinions, like because like um nowadays like people are looking into VR into more internet uh, IT kind of uh, skills, but actually in uh, school it was not really being taught. So I feel like I don't know if um the friends uh my my. Mm-hmm. My friends around me, they they actually their school they they were they, they were teach them about about these skills. But in our school, actually, we we don't focus what skill much was on it? that. Do it's you? more to virtual um, reality, yeah. Um, technical yeah. skills. Um, into like um, what? For example, for example, like like rabbit kind of uh, skills. Oh, software skills. You mean software skills, yeah. and also into more um. Not not really drafting, it's more technical skills. But I, I think that I don't know whether oh, it's but it depends specific. on how you define technical skills though. Mm, I don't and know what whether you guys skills actually. May I clarify that. something, Julian? Mm-hmm. You were specifically re- talking about computer related technical skills, correct? Mm. And oh. also now because we are moving into that, like more okay. VR kind of stuff. Do you guys feel lack of that and it should be teach somehow? In school to be more competent. I think uh, not just to me. Uh, stuff. To me, uh, Julian, I think mm. um software skills. I'm not sure about other people, but to me, if you want to learn something, you can just go on tutorials online or take whatever courses that's available out there after school. So I don't think it's that important to be taught in school for me, because um to be honest with you, at the end of the day, until today, when I'm still practicing, whenever I'm on site with the contractor or not, they cannot wait for your computer skills or for you to draw using computer because they want to make decision on site, you know. So the most useful thing for me after maybe up to now four years of practicing, they still want you to be sketch to be able to sketch on site. So I don't really feel like I'm lacking because I know I can solve a lot of things with just my hands and my pencil on site. Lah. So I don't really feel that way. This what is the expectations of the company or the architecture company that Juyin has to to be really skillful in uh, these uh, computational skills. Because right now, I'm actually in a stage of like, um, still in design stage. So we haven't like really got into site matters yet. But then before that, we already have a coordinations between the consultants and we are moving forward into using um, Revit to do all the coordination works already. So, but we are not really being um, skillful much in, in, in that. So, and I don't know whether if other schools, like they, they have that, but we don't have, will that be, um, should we provide that or should we uh, Let's encourage? Hear mm-hmm. What do you I, think? Gan, Raymond, Kwon I, I feel like, like uh, agree with Emilia, which is this software skills are, you can pick it up outside, right? Um, it's not something like, I don't need Kevin to teach me about software skills, right? <laughs> because it's, it's something that you can pick it out outside. But I feel like the school should be really critical into like what architecture is. That yeah, is what I, I learned from the university. I don't want to learn you, AutoCAD from the university. I can learn that. Exactly. I can learn that myself in like a few days of watching tutorials, right? And paying money so, for it. So I better get <laughs> yes. something that. Kwan 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 can you go is, into further into critical architecture skills? What do you mean by that? What is... Why what do you it shouldn't... It shouldn't be just sexy stuff. It shouldn't be just like, oh, how iconic this building is. You know, how how amazing 
um, these spaces um, look not really about how you design for for that thing is it's the base the base that helps you design you need to learn that before i mean to to convey your ideas into drawings how you design got something to say about that uh, last time when i was in degree uh, we have co- we have classes that teach um, autocad and 3d max and i can say that during the time of during my degree um, we were all using it the wrong way so <laughs> i feel that yeah yeah that's so, true that's true we we okay, use it our okay. own way you know but actually it doesn't it shouldn't work yeah. like uh, yeah. so I last, feel time, that last learning, time the like sorry sorry go first uh, so yeah. i feel that learning a, a software skills is always when you come into the uh, real working world or either yeah. you you, mm. you you grow as you work along yeah like let's say Revit um, you improve as you do it constantly yeah it's always uh, it's always a process uh, where you get better and better over the years it's not like something you learn at one uh, spot and you become good immediately after that yeah yeah and also That's I what, think hmm. I think at the moment like because I have a, a few friends who are working in GDP at the moment and then they have been working there for maybe three to four years but they have been the ones who do the grasshoppers, the Revit, and they have not given given the chance to be on site, you know. So that's quite frustrating to them. So because I think it's it depends four on years? Th- four years or so. And I think it's it's back to the question you want to be, you know, if like you, like Kevin asked in the previous podcast, like what architect do you want to be? If you want to be good at software skills or not, I think it's also if you're too good at that, also people might just hire you to just do that, you know. There's a risk of going to that just that mm. in mm. LinkedIn in LinkedIn you got huge groups of thousands of people BIM and Revit and huge digital architecture because people will just put their position a computational designer or BIM coordinator that's the the thing that's happening middle uh, people who are you know I, I think Gan was going to make a point okay go on Oh, okay. So just now talking about like Raymond said, degree lecture didn't really teach once it's truth. Well, our lecture last time they just opened a YouTube tutorial on the computer. Same, class same. I just what the I, mean, <laughs> I can't imagine. Why don't you just send us link and we do it ourselves? Yeah, yeah. That's okay, the problem with uh, if lecturer do that, uh, as a lecturer, I like to say that you need to interpret material and present on your own. Wow. You know, not you just provide the link, you know, that is... Yeah, correct. People pay. Sometimes the lecturer don't know that they are being paid. You know, they live in life like yeah. as if they're not, they're not being paid. I are you trying up to say that there's bad teaching happening in Malaysia? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've told you this already. The lecturer will tell us, oh, today we are going to learn about structure. So divide your group and then go learn about structure next week presentation. Then, hey, yes, they just teach yes, anything. Yes. Yeah, they didn't gonna, give you, they didn't make teach you at all. They just told you to search. do something. Yeah. 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 And then we all just present. I mean, we don't know right or wrong. We just present. So this is a bad education. Well, go back <laughs> to Julian. Julian question is I, I understand Julian's uh point of views and his uh, uh her her conditions are yes, but I will classify this kind of t- uh rabbits or autocads of this kind under classifications of tools. Tools is make us I mean, it, it is to help us to elaborate our thinking. So school, yes, they, they, they cannot left out uh, teaching us the tools, but they need to focus more about the thinking. That is what I, I feel. 
I mean, it's, it's a both way. Like, it's a support and we support for our, to, to, to let us effectively carry out what we think. So. That's what I feel. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm. Yeah, this is very important. For example, I, I just want to share one example. Um, my recent client, right, she, what she said is like, I, we have worked with many designers and architects, um, but they give really, really good 3D, but in, when it comes to execution, the real project, they can't do it. They even had some experience where people produced really, really good 3D, but they ran away from the project because <laughs> when it comes to, like, they, they, they had a very bad experience and they, they forwarded it to me, you know. Wow. So, yeah, it's a very serious issue, I feel, because they just left the project because they can't do it, you know. Because mm. mm. they want to secure the project in the first place. That is the reason. <laughs> yeah, but they left it, like, which is very mm -hmm. terrible because just because they can't execute it. So, I think because, we have to weigh again which one 3D, is... Because 3D Illustrator, I mean, most of the time they are practicing... To, to, to do what they want to see or they want to let other people see. So doing uh building the 3D model, actually, we are like not really exercising our imagination part of mind, you know. Not, I mean, yeah. They just do and then they can survey, see the result of what they are doing. So slowly by slowly, their imagination start to be very weaker. So yeah, but it, when it's it starts... Sorry, but I, I'm just saying that it's true that what Jean said is there is a there is amount of pressure out there where you know companies want to hire only yeah. hire you only if you have all the skills. But then again, you have to think again whether is that the path you want? Is that the company you want to be working with? Uh, ask, back the, ask yeah. back the company. You want a thinker <laughs> or you want a draftman? Yeah, because I'm very interested in asking Julian because Julian asked actually how you design and and this makes me think about how you think and the critical architecture thing. Uh, I appreciate the Amalina, uh, Amelia and uh, Gan's conversation. So, um, actually, by second year or by first year, actually, you know, the traditional way of designing with your plan and then your section elevation and the 3D together at the same time. Okay, Julian, I want to ask you, you were coached to do that in the second year. Do you? Why do you ask this question, how you design again? It's not uh, how we design again. It's just that um, in after the design stage, the, the implementations of um, design and presenting um, to clients, how, how it looks, or in, in, it's in a way of con convincing the clients on ideas. Um, I, I think that the, the tools, uh, the, the skills to use the tools in, in, in our school, we are not being... Uh, Oh, okay. Uh, I'll say that. Uh, okay, we actually trained to sketch manually, and in, in my whole three years of degrees, I'm using manually sketch to do my presentation, and that that is good. Just that, uh, in in the real world, I don't know if for for the others, we need to get it done like one week time. So we have um different teams of people doing uh, like drafting works. We have different people doing the 3D renders. Just that, uh, I don't know whether if these skills, uh, or should should we equip with these skills nowadays, like in our working life, like like I mean, let's say we might not need that. We just need to be able to convey our ideas. But sometimes I think it's also necessary to be able to 
to no you do need that you do need that but i'm mm. just saying that it's is an extra tool that you can also learn on your own like what kwan sing said you know like maybe take a course a paid course or whatnot. i think i think the sh- the school shouldn't really be teaching that too much lah like what gun said the, the school in a way the school doesn't need to teach you what you can learn on your own you know in a way and and uh, there are different kinds of knowledge and i'd like to think that teachers are in schools to teach you things you could never possibly learn once you graduate you know is a is a whole idea julian does that make sense yeah 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 and and but you know the 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 your 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 question or your point brought up something else that made me think very deeply you know that um that compute the internet world the computing world moves at such a rapid pace that many many applications are outdated by the time you graduate if you started studying them in the first and second year and so and so the the ability to think you know i'm always i'm always um not always but i'm i'm, I'm frequently um on projects where revit's being used uh, uh, over the last few years and in the end I'm looking at the Revit and there's only so much that it can do and and then they run into problems they can't solve and I still have to solve their problems for them on Revit and Revit as a design tool is fantastic for mechanical and engineering services on very complicated buildings you know in which case the people doing those drawings are the mechanical and electrical engineers and it's wonderful then because they then do and, and work it all out because they have to as consultants and then they bring it to me and i and i solve the other problems for them which have to do with aesthetics you see using their uh, um 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 3d images and sketching over them new routing uh, uh, options and all that so i think the ability to think in three dimensions is more important than being able to technically reproduce three dimensions does that make sense okay that's brilliant but the ability to think in three dimensions has not been taught to us in schools and if that is that's not going well then revit is just a a a, a kind of a bandaid a kind of a plaster to 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 heal a wound that was that could have been avoided in school you see if that makes sense yes that makes sense a lot because the second women wants to say something yeah go on go on and because i agree that the school should be teaching the people to know how to think in 3D wise because i noticed that many people who come to the working life uh, when they were given the job like doing a big development or a high rise or even a simple landed housing but they couldn't imagine it in three dimensionally uh sometimes even two dimensionally uh they are not there yet so i feel like the tools like what julian said is actually uh, really needed but i think that um you shouldn't like expect like in day one you have to be good at it i think it improves over time uh you did not need to be learn during school time but i can say that autocad when i was using autocad back in 6 years ago is definitely different from how i use it now yeah so yeah. i think it's a learning process over yeah. the years but the more important aspect is actually the school be teaching how to think three dimensionally and two dimensionally and also thinking about all the important aspect to train you as an architect at the end of the day i recall raymond when you were in design thesis you and i think francis but i'm just giving this a benefit of the doubt able to design with autocad because the others take a longer time i mean i was because we had like a prolonged extended 
few weeks, right? Remember Raymond? Uh, Raymond? Yeah. During COVID time. And yeah. uh, we had a lot of this. Uh, Kevin was doing the problem statement over and over again. And for you, you you were able to go and like massage it even finer. You know, you, you all had the advantage over the other years. But I, I noticed that you and 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 uh, I think it's Francis able to draw the AutoCAD and conceptualize in the AutoCAD or draw massage it quickly. The others were struggling in my. It, it took them like. Um, time more you know so that that could be a study on 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 how you had mastered this ability to think well i think it also has to do with the fact that they worked before you know mm-hmm. at least a year if not more you know that makes a big difference i think so back yeah. to a uh, year out part, after part one which should be a year out after part one you know for example that's a big deal thing or, or maybe not maybe all that year out happens after you graduate because that's what working yeah. work is for to constantly then be put in t- on, on daily touch with those tools mm-hmm. of the of the of applications on the computer to for you to to become good at it you know there is a purposefulness la, to the to after part 2 that year when you you don't have other expectations but to get them you know, grind it to 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 get the skills sorted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we. Any other comments? This is great. Uh, it's much more. Uh, anime. Yeah, but I, I would say um back to Jun's point is that the mm-hmm. tools you learn are definitely great to market yourself, in LinkedIn, yeah. right? Yes. That is how you. I I mean, however you would state it, that is how you secure a job. I know exactly. like all yeah. the software, but yeah. what comes to the university it, it's a dilemma right do they want to make you marketable or do they really want to teach you the real stuff mm-hmm. yeah. Agreed. so that and is marketability and marketability is the cornerstone of uh, employability and the yeah, brand yeah. success and the way the world defines it right yeah yeah and that employability is what we rank for our university actually use it yeah, most oh, yeah, the ranking, the ranking is yeah. about how much of student yeah. you can that's be employed true. Yeah. So, so would you would you be able to summarize okay. then by saying that the universities in Malaysia teach you to be employable and as such teach you more about reputation than responsibility? Would mm, it be a correct yes. summary? Yes, correct. It's is a factory that trains workers. And is that the objective of education to teach you about reputation more than responsibility? Mm, I think education should develop curiosity. I mean, being curious. But if, is, the, but is if a, that curiosity is in in service of reputation, is that the right kind of curiosity? No, no, no. I guess no, I'm just right. boiling it down to the two R's, you know, and that for decades now we focus more on reputation, on money, money making as the as the arbiter of success, when it should be re- a responsibility, you know. How can you be responsible and still make a living? I think that's the key. No, not how can you build your reputation and then exercise some responsibility on the side whenever you have time, you know? It should be mm-hmm. the other way around, shouldn't it? We are not we are not being responsible citizens of the planet enough, I feel. You know, I was just watching this um this documentary a couple of months ago called Seaspiracy. Have you all seen it? On uh, on Netflix. Yep. It's about how all these environmental and green bodies have not been focusing on the real truth of the matter. 
that plastic bags and all that rubbish that you're doing to save the whales are not making an ounce of difference. It's the fishing industry that's killing, that's creating the, the predominance of global warming, the fishing industry. Because when you rub wildlife from the seas, and you and by doing so, you're also killing, you're wiping out acres and hundreds and thousands of acres of of uh, of um of uh, sea life growing at the bottom of the seas, you are reducing the ability of the earth as a carbon absorbing machine that stops global warming. But because the fishing industry, because we all love fish and we all love eating fish, oh, we don't eat cow, you know, but we eat fish. It's actually even more damaging than the, than the meat production industry, the cow produce, the beef producing industry, you know, that fishing industry is what's killing the planet. And that's what's scary, but it's being blue washed over by our uh, uh, focus on other things that actually make less of an impact. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I thought I should just throw that in. <laughs> no, it's a good point. It's a good point, Kevin. And I think I came across this one lecture also that he said, I forgot where I found it from, um, that all the things that in the food, food pyramid, is actually they, uh, all these years they have been paying doctors and nutritionists to say that those are the food that you should be eating. For example, you shouldn't, they say that we should have protein, fish, fish yeah. and eggs and beef or whatnot, but actually the best food you can have is the food that grows from the earth, which but is plant-based. Plant -based, plant -based exactly. Yeah. And then milk, eat or drink milk is good for your health, eat meat, all that. It's just... No. Yeah, it's all a whole lot of rubbish. It's wrong. The same thing, you know, do you know, do you know, you know the word carbon footprint? Do you know who invented that word? BP no. oil. BP oil invented the word carbon footprint to make you think that you should be the ones making the difference, not the oil producing industry. They turn the table to us, huh? Exactly. These big companies are involved in rebranding uh, 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 um, 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 the destruction they're reaping on the planet to make it seem it's your responsibility to use a green car, to make it your responsibility mm. to be using a green engine, to be that, yeah. your responsibility to buy. And so they are in league with all these car production uh, 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 companies. BMW talks about them being about mobility. They're not. It's about making new cars with green engines so that you feel you're making a, a difference. You're not. You're not and making a difference by buying an electric car even. Electric yep. cars create a bigger carbon footprint than BP oil wants you to believe, okay? Yeah, I think same like avocados, right? How you know the book of superfoods and everything? They yeah. say those are the superfoods, but actually by saying that they... For example, they push the sales of avocado worldwide. So avocado yes. is actually taking over people's homes, you know, because they need a big land to grow, water and everything. So it's actually those, like those books that say superfood, they're not even, they're just like marketing idea. La, so right. that people, yeah. Instead, instead of marketing diversity, they're marking specialization. And the world cannot survive on specialization in relation to food. And especially in relation to the kinds of vegetables you eat. But in relation to plant life, there's so much diversity. You build human protein by yourself. You can't build human protein by eating animal cow protein, okay? That's another uh, 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 lie that's been... Anyway. Everything so, starts after, after agriculture revolution. Yes. Interesting, yes. we're talking about good versus evil. 
and um, <laughs> we're going to wind down this uh, episode. Um, and uh, I like to ask around for one minute of some conclusion or summary, starting with um, Kwan Singh. Yep, sure. Um, I guess summary wise, uh, not sure what to say. I've left the industry for about a year now. Uh, no, no, but... your summary, not the industry summary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I think architecture wise, um, university should really Malaysia. Actually, not just Malaysia. I feel like university worldwide, we are just making more people that are marketable, that are able to be hired and climb up the ladder. But should should university talk more about the the real stuff around? Is is that what university should do? That that is probably my after after I've like. Uh, seen so many documentaries and all this we never really touch on the the hard stuff we only touch on the sexy stuff right and that is what makes you marketable so I feel like universities should be more responsible in terms that they should be teaching the harder stuff it could be ugly but that is what makes you want to change more things around thank you Kwan Singh and we'll go to the next uh, Amelia One minute. Okay, so um, I'm I first I want to thank for this opportunity. I like I I would like to see more of these courses like this in the future, if possible. Um, I think uh for me after leaving school of architecture because I had some really bad experience uh some some really bad experiences during my master's years, I really think that the school did not give me the ability to have these courses, you know or dialogues with the tutors. I think I, it only happened during second year when I was under you and Kevin, Dr. Nazati, to be honest. And that changed me a lot. And I think what Kevin has taught us is definitely, you know, in school, I can't, I, I never expect to get this from school because Kevin taught me things that are not just for architecture, it's for life, actually. I mean, the idea of Kevin's form and content is not only applicable to architecture. It, it applies to how you, how you are as a person and much more. So I think that's what's most important. I mean, having a tutor who can converse with you, having dialogues with you, because you're there to teach. You have a lot of experiences with you. Please stop pushing us to just simply making things that look good. You know, talk to us about something that's more meaningful, you know, dissect things with us. Okay. So that's how I feel. Thank you, Amelia. Okay, now we go to um, Julian. Okay, uh, thanks for inviting me also for this session. Uh, I think that um, my degree, I had my degree and master's under Dr. Nzeti as well uh, during my second year and my master's, but uh, it definitely is a, is a, a good experience because it, it, it makes me, not only me, also my, all my classmates start to think if someone, uh, someone is like just talking about like making things up or or they are actually speaking the truth. So um, we, we start to think um, whether this is correct or we start to question things, not just accept it merely. And, uh, but I also think that everyone has their own case because after working, everyone uh, will deal with different stuff 
and then um, it's it, it is a good thing to have a uh, discussion to actually open openly discuss discuss all these things. Mm. Post graduation, yeah. Mm. Thank you, Julian. Can we go to Raymond, please? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, I think this is a very good session. Like, if you, I mean, to the, all the listeners out there, uh, able to take it, uh, listen to the experiences that we all had. I think that um, during school time, you know, it's very enjoyable, like the whole process and everything. Uh, but the most important thing is the after, uh, the real life thing, uh, and how you applied it. And maybe the schools are not really 100% training uh, someone to actually prepare for the real world because there's so much more to take it in. And I still can remember back then, uh, during degree, we had to go to intern. And I remember the first day of intern, I came back home and I told my mom, uh, I regretted taking this course because it's totally different from what I studied <laughs> and all the experience <laughs> because it's so much more. So I, uh, to all the, I mean, the people out there listening, uh, maybe you listen to more like what the experience and really think that if this is a suitable things uh, to do in your future. And it's not just limited by the studies because there's so much more stakeholders we have to please. And over the years, uh, you were able to grow your experience and become better. You can't expect you are a great architect on the first day itself. Yeah. And uh, although I might, I'm, I've, I'm in the industry for quite some time, but, you know, at times I do really feel like burnout. And I also told, told to all my peers that, you know, I want to stop architecture by 40. So, but, you know, in, things could never know in the future, but I hope I can continue this forever. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Raymond. Last but not le uh, least, you know, the youngest here. Youngest Kevin here. Chen Hong. Okay, um, actually, my batch is quite different from you all. I'm with Nazati and Karen for the one third. And we have another two third is another kind of experience of learning. And we really confirm and understand what we want because we have a very strong comparison. So, yeah, we know. So, the problem is when the world didn't give chances for us. They didn't prepare the environment. We go and seek it. So being disciplined to, to find someone that you think that can help is really important. Not, not really the tutor can help. Sometimes you really not tutor is shit. Nah. I mean, they didn't really teach us. I mean, their, 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 their view of thinking is different from you. Then you go and find someone which is same like you. So always seek for help. Nah. That is what I want to say for if any listeners or juniors uh, listening to this podcast and always practice your think critical thinking skill. It is what important. I mean, don't repeat the same thing like first year, second year, third year, until fifth year, you are repeating the same thing during the community. I mean, not community, the what center, center kind of thing. No, 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 no. We, you need to think, really think deeply because our batch is very special is that we are doing a master plan for a university. And then we are working each other. Our thesis is all interrelated. That's why I make the thesis very interesting. And yes, that is the problem where if you are doing your own soloing project, a new building, you don't really care about what is the context. Our scheme is different is that we are we are adaptive reuse the existing, which I feel that is a correct pathway where future now, we don't really have much more land to build. Yeah, and we need to think how to reuse back the old thing for the future generation. That is a really good uh, talk that start to spark up each of us in 
our, our studio mates. Uh. Yeah, that is what I conclude here. Thank you yeah, so thank much you. to everyone of you. Um, and of course, Kevin, uh, would you like to say a minute or two? On, on... No, I don't have anything to say. I'm just so glad that um, whether whether you're still in profession, all of you are still doing things that you enjoy and that you are still you still have that energy and that passion, you know? Keep it going and, and do amazing things. You, you have every uh, potential of becoming um, fantastic at what you do, as long as you're not bothered about whether other people know about it, you know? Focus on what you believe in life, yeah? And get through. <laughs> Thank you so much. You'll always be there if you want to chat, yeah? Maybe not always, but we'll be there not as long always. as always. <laughs> Please make appointment first. <laughs> yeah. I also want to chat with you, medical, Kevin. Medical appointment with heart surgeon, you know? <laughs> I also don't want to go and meet up with you, Kevin, and ask many questions. But anyway, uh, we 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 stop it here uh, in the second episode, and I'm so grateful that uh, we have this opportunity to have this discussion on this Saturday morning with Kevin and um, and thank you to Kwan Singh, Amelia, Raymond. Um, really, really, it's so good to see all of you again. You know, really, yeah, so good to see you all. Thank you so much, guys. I'm going thanks to everyone off this one. And then don't go away yet where it is. Okay. Bye, everyone.